right. BYU baseball hits back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Good afternoon, live from Eddie D. Field. This is Brent Norton bringing you BYU baseball again, joined by Tuckett Slade as the Cougars a big victory last night uh, here. A 13-6 victory to even up this series at one game apiece after losing the opener here at Pepperdine by a score of 2 to nothing. Should be an exciting one here um, in Malibu. We talked uh, with head coach Mike Littlewood just a few minutes ago, and let's play that uh, interview for you right now. We're here with Coach uh, Mike Littlewood. Uh, coach, boy, great effort yesterday, 13-6 to over Pepperdine. Offense uh, just relentless yesterday. That's kind of what we expected out of this team, and you got it up and down the lineup. We did. It's interesting. We talked about uh, before the game yesterday, we've had three or four guys hitting in one game, but but never, really, probably never seven or eight guys this year hitting in the same game. And yesterday we had eight guys get hits, probably six guys get multiple hits. Schneeman's the only guy who didn't get a hit, but uh, had, a, had a couple good at-bats. And so yesterday was the first time, one through nine, we were just, like you said, relentless offensively. And I like the, the trajectory off the bat um, yesterday. It was a lot of line drives, not too many just lazy fly balls, which in this park is just a death warrant if you hit the ball in the air. So I was really proud of our guys, the way we came out and swung it yesterday. Especially falling behind 3 nothing. I mean, the wind could have gone out of them, but, boy, they battled back and, and uh, put it on them. It really was a different feel, and last last night after the ra- on the radio, uh, you and I were talking about we had that we had a talk before the game, just play every pitch like it's our last pitch of our, our career, and whether they jump up two or three or we jump up two or three, let's just you know keep keep playing baseball for nine innings every single pitch, and uh, it, it turned out to be prophetic because they they put a three spot on us early, but it didn't feel like it did the previous day. The previous day they scored one in the fourth or third or whatever it was, and it felt like the game was over. It's just that's weird. Baseball's weird that way. But yesterday we looked up and said, hey, we, we have eight at-bats left. Let's make the most of them. And, we, and we, we really answered in a third, and that was big for us, or the second or third was big for us. Uh, Brock Hale, boy, he was, he was unbelievable yesterday. Four hits, but defensively the guy was everywhere, making just circus pet catches in right field. One of the best games I've seen a Cougar play in a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's a. If there's a five-tool player that we have on our team, it's it's Brock. I mean, he can run. He's sneaky fast. Um, he's sneaky on the defensive side. He's got a he got a better than average arm, and uh, he, you know he's not one of those flashy guys. He but he, but like we saw yesterday. I mean, he he made two diving catches on line basically line drives that were foul balls. I mean, you think about that, and we had him shaded a little bit that way, but. He had to get a good jump and good instincts, and and then make and then finish it off by making a, a good catch. And uh, he helped us. You can tell offensively, he's really, really starting to see the ball better. He's taking pitches out of the zone, um, and just putting together really, really professional at bats right now. Noah Hill and uh, Brian Sue, you bring Hill in behind the plate. You move Sue down in the lineup, and they both worked out perfectly for you. Noah, big game. And Brian is an RBI guy. I mean, he's better when guys are on base, and, and he came through with, uh, with uh, several hits. Yeah, really proud of Noah. Noah's one of those guys that just keeps his head down, works hard, doesn't ever ask about why he's not in the lineup, um, knows his role. And you know, his preparation, 
for, through the first whatever 20 something games has been so important for us to put him in yesterday and be able to put together get a couple hits have another good at bat where he drives in a run hitting, hitting the ball to second base um and then i thought mitch mcintyre was really good yesterday too uh we i decided not to sacrifice bunt with nate and then that you know it could have backfired easily but mitch comes up and bails us out and gets a double scores two runs in the second uh which was which was really nice and brian's one of those guys you can put anywhere in the lineup um we've had him at nine we've had him at eight we've had him at two and then I just felt like, you know, six is a pretty good r- spot for him if we're going to bump Perns down to the two. And Jarrett comes in and gets a gets a double and yeah. it does a good job offensively. So, yeah, one through nine, everybody did a great job yesterday. Like, in a way, you know, there's a difference between a starter mentality and a, and a reliever. I don't think you knew until last Saturday that he had kind of that in him, that starter mentality, that, he's, that he was comfortable out there. It gave you six, seven good innings last Saturday, and I'm sure you're hoping for the same today. Well, I feel like he's built for this ballpark. He's a strike thrower, four pitches for strikes. He's kind of a calming influence. I mean, you, you send him out there, give him the ball, and let him run. And, um, you know, I think today I feel really good about having him as a starter today because you just – I think he's going to run his pitch count up to 100, and hopefully he can get through seven or eight like that. And uh, then we can match up at the end of the game. So, yeah, this is going to be a dogfight. I mean, this is a big, big game for us to win the series. Gives us the tiebreaker, kind of gets us back near 500 in league play. It's a big one for us. You know, the league kind of upside down right now. San Francisco undefeated have taken the first two from San Diego. Really some incredible changes going on in the league with Santa Clara, San Francisco, and guys playing good baseball. It's good for the league in general, and I think it's good for BYU where you are right now because you do have a chance to fight your way back in and and, uh, get up into those top four spots. Yeah, we're definitely trying to just fight our way back, like fight our way out of that corner like we we, we just – created a situation for ourselves against LMU that first week but you see Portland beating beating St. St. Mary's the first weekend two out of three and San Diego kind of where we're at right now and uh, without having really played the the tough schedule and Pacific and Santa Clara beating people so the much more parity it appears early in the season in our league which is good it's good for our league it's good good for RPI it's good for all that stuff even though I don't buy the RPI I feel like we have to win our league win the the conference championship to, to get a bid especially BYU um, but it's all about just staying the course. And, you know, baseball is a long season. We you play four or five games a week. It's a long season. And you just can't lose faith after one weekend. And I, thought, I think we've done a, a great job staying there mentally that way. Okay, Coach, uh, we'll uh, wish you a lot of luck today and uh, talk to you after the game. All right. Thanks, Brent. Back here at uh, Eddie D. Field, uh, Brent Norton along with Tuckett Slade. We're ready for baseball here as the Waves and the Cougars do battle here in game three. Waves won the first one two to nothing. Cougars came back with 20 base hits yesterday, and BYU won that game by a score of 13 to six on AM 960 and 94.5 AM today. Next broadcast will be Tuesday from Salt Lake as the Utes and Cougars uh, do battle for the second time this year. And Brennan Anderson will lead it off for the Cougars. Cougars with the exact same lineup as they had in yesterday afternoon's game. Anderson, Pern, Sneeman, the first three hitters. And they will go against uh, Jonathan Pendergast, a right-hander. First pitch is fouled up behind home plate. And bounces right here uh, by our broadcast uh, tent. It's not a it's not a, a broadcast booth. It's yeah, a tent. Definitely is a we tent. Are, we are out in the elements here. It's the old beach tent. <laughs> That's right. Feel right at home. Owen won the count to Brennan. Pendergast next pitch is inside for a ball. Steve Fritzoni is the home plate umpire today. Ryan Blyberg at uh, first base and Randy Sutton at third. So a ball and a strike. Uh, 
sun-drenched day as Anderson rips this one pretty well. Center fielder going back, however, and ball's caught for the out. Boy, you hit the ball to center field here, and it is an out. Uh, there is no way you're going to hit it out with the wind. We've seen these first three days, and Jarrett Perns will step in. Yeah, you really can't hit the ball in the air here other than on a line in the gap because anything in the air stays up unless, you know, your Cozart from last yesterday was able to get it out of here. So, BYU did so well yesterday. They uh, really hit a lot of ground balls, a lot of line drives. 20 base hits. They've improved their batting average now. 291 as a team. Pitch to Perns. That foul tip back into the catcher's glove. 0-2. Sneeman do up next. And Brock Hale, the right fielder. Kringlin will DH and hit in the five slot as Perns pops this one up out of play. Brian Sue at first base, bat six. Nate Favero at third base will bat seventh. Mitch McIntyre in left, bats eighth. And Noah Hill will be the catcher. He'll bat ninth. And the pitch to Perns. Little looper. Center fielder back a couple of steps and makes the play for the out. So two up, two down for the Cougars here. In the first, and Daniel Sneeman steps in. Both balls hit very well by Perns and Anderson. Yeah, hit real well. That one actually, the center fielder comes running in. I thought it might sneak behind him, but he was able to recover and make good play. Daniel Sneeman, two for nine in the first couple of games with an RBI. And the first pitch to Sneeman's outside, ball one. Marine Layer has been uh, pretty much here in the mornings. He just burns off for, what, three, four hours during the afternoon and comes back with that wind blowing directly in off the ocean over the left field wall. Very, very tough field for hitters. Well, during batting practice, there was no wind, and the ball actually traveled. Pitch is uh, outside for ball three. And we thought, oh, hey, it could be a day where the ball actually could leave. We saw four or five balls actually leave center field in BP, which is hard to do. But then all of a sudden, half hour before game, here comes the wind. 3-0 pitch to Sneeman down low. So Daniel with a four-pitch walk. And Brock Hale, who had himself a day yesterday, had uh, four base hits. Picked up a couple of RBIs. Brock also made a couple of great defensive plays in right field. Boy, did he ever. A couple of diving plays. One of them in a big situation, real big situation. Hale steps in. Pendergast first pitch to Brock is up high for ball one. Blake Inouye is going to get the start for the Cougars today. Defensively, uh, Pepperdine Joe Capuras behind the plate. Brandon Belk at uh, first base. Quincy McAfee at second. Chase Lambert at short. Billy Cook at third base. That pitch is up high. So six straight pitches for balls. Duncan McKinnon gets the start in left today. Corey Wills in center. Matthew Canfer in right. And Jonathan Pintergas on the hill. He's 0-4 this year. That pitch is over for a strike. Pintergast, a respectable uh, 4.13 ERA, but just hasn't been able to pick up a win. Yeah, he's a good game three guy. Last week, what would you say, I think uh, in the nine, pregame, nine, nine strikeouts, strikeouts against, against LMU. Yeah, against yeah. LMU. They lost that game, but uh, pretty good performance. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Oh, quick throw to first base, and Schneeman back in safely. Daniel... Uh, the junior out of Chula Vista. 
As you look up and down the lineup, the Cougars have really swung the bat well. Uh, 20 base hits in this ballpark is really pretty amazing as Hale fouls that pitch off. It really is. Felt good to kind of get the monkey off your back and score a few runs after the, the shutout performance on Thursday. And the team just answered and answered and answered and had a fantastic day yesterday. Two and two the count. As Hale steps back in, pitches rocketed to right field. That's going to be in for a base hit. Sneeman will hold at second base. So the Cougars a walk and a base hit. And that will bring Kringland to the plate. Cougars scored six in the third last night. All six of those runs came after two men were out. First two guys were retired, and then nobody on, two out, and the Cougars put six up on seven base hits and a walk. Yeah, it was a a real fun inning, that's for sure, just where everything was going right for the guys. Big big situation here now with Kringlin up. Guy who's struggling with RBIs this year, really could use one. Keaton... uh, Two hits yesterday. Did ground into a couple of uh, double plays. Still uh, hampered by that hamstring. Getting better, though. And the first pitch to Kringlin. Fly ball over by the Pepperdine dugout catcher coming over. Kapuris, and he makes the play for the out. And the Cougars are retired here. No hits, one. No runs, one hit. No errors. Two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing. And the waves coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Blake Inouye on the hill for the Cougars. As the Cougars with the same lineup as uh, yesterday with a Noah Hill behind the plate. Brian Sue at first, Anderson at second, Sneeman at short, and Nate Favero at third. Mitch McIntyre in left, Jared Burns in center, Brock Hale in right. And Inouye on the hill. One win, two losses on the year for Blake. His third start as a BYU Cougar. And coming into the season, they thought of Blake as being purely reliever. But with the injuries, and Blake has stepped up and uh, has uh, had a couple of good starts. So he gets the earns the start here against Pepperdine. And the first pitch is over for a call strike. Boy, he was fantastic last weekend against Gonzaga. Just one of those tough days where his offense couldn't score for him. And he's able to take the loss. No balls and a strike. In a way, here's the 0-1. Ball hit pretty well. Brock Hale going back and right. He's not going to get there. That's going to go all the way to the wall. Ball picked up by uh, Brock Hale and Lambert going for a triple, and he slides in safely. Chase Lambert, his first hit of the series we were talking yesterday, kind of a tough luck hitter. Just hit, hit the ball well all over the field, but just couldn't come up with a hit. Yeah, he really has. He really has. So Lambert triples to lead off the game for Pepperdine, and that will bring uh, Brent Belt to the plate. That ball was hit hard right into the teeth of that wind. That wind right now is blowing as hard as we've seen it the entire series here. As Brent Belk, first baseman, comes up. And in a ways, first pitch, that ball's fouled up and out of play. Brock kind of had a hard time picking that ball up out there on the wall. Yeah, he did. You know, if he if he doesn't stumble with that, he probably stays at second. Yeah, he, he had actually slowed down, was going to put the brakes yeah. on, and then looked up and the third base coach uh, – 
giving him the green light. Pitches up high. One ball, one strike. Cougars back in the infield, willing to go up the uh, run for the out here early in this ball game. So one ball and one strike to Brent Bilk. He's a freshman out of Houston. Pitches outside for ball two. What made Blake so good last weekend was he's able to command his off-speed pitches for strikes and really keep the zags off, off balance. Pitches fouled back into the screen. He's not a guy that's going to really overpower you. He's only 87, 88-mile-an-hour fastball guy, but he's got a really plus changeup that he can throw to lefties and a pretty good slider and a little Bugs Bunny curveball. So big-time situation right here. See if he can uh, find a way to get a strikeout. Two and two. Here's the pitch to Belk. Popped up in the infield. Schneeman calling everybody off behind the pitcher's mound. Makes the play for the out. One man out, Matthew Kemper, who's been the best hitter for Pepperdine in this series. He's five for nine, does not have an RBI. Raises average now to 314 on the year. All five hits have been line drives, hit hard. Noah Hill and the home plate umpire now having a little conversation. I'm not sure what that was all about. Yeah. Probably asking a question about a pitch and a location or something. One out, runner at third, and the pitch is a fly ball. Brock Hale in right. He's going to get it. Here comes the throw. Hale with a great arm, and the throw is up the line, up the third base side. And uh, Lambert scores. Yeah, good speed with Lambert. And Brock actually had a good running start on yeah. that. Just a little bit up the line, but uh, good manufactured run by the Waves. The ball definitely beat the runner to the plate, but it was up the third base side. Yeah. And uh, I thought for sure uh, Brock had a chance there because you said he played it perfectly, got a good running start. He's got a tremendous arm as Jordan Kassar steps in, the DH. Kassar, a three-run home run uh, in yesterday's game in the first inning. Gave Pepperdine a 3 nothing lead, and the Cougars were able to battle back and score 13, beat him 13-6. Here is Inouye's pitch popped up foul. Just shows Back you up into the seats. Just shows you how hard it is to score runs. If you think about that, we had 20 hits and could only score 13 runs. Where you know you have 20 hits, you think you'd be 15, 16, 17 runs, and because there's also four or five walks in there as well. But it's it's tough to score runs here. You really have to earn it here. Pretty good crowd in the ballpark today. Much bigger. It was than the first two days. Swing and a miss, and Kassar goes down. One run on one hit, no errors, nobody left. We're through one. Pepperdine one, BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Ryan Sue steps in, first pitch, ground ball to Billy Cook, the third baseman for Pepperdine. He loves it, throws him out. One pitch, one out here for the Cougars as Nate Favero, the Cougar third baseman, will come up. Nate had three hits yesterday, picked up an RBI, and the first pitch to Favero is over for a call, strike one. Yeah, and all three of his hits were hit hard. 
It's good to start to see that a little bit. Here's the 0-1 to the Cougar third baseman. That ball's fouled out of play down the first base side. And Favero down quickly here, uh, 0-2. We were mentioning uh, that uh, Randy Wolf, former Pepperdine player here, was honored. They put a banner up on the outfield wall with his name on it. His uh, pitcher, he pitched here, was an All-American a 95 to 97, uh, 25 wins, eight losses in his career here with a 1.97 earned run average. And that's a career. 328 strikeouts and 315 innings here for Pepperdine. 16-year career in the major leagues, won 133 games. Career victories in the majors. That ball's zipped into center field. That'll be a base hit by... Nate Favero, who is coming on here. Good hit by, uh, good at bat by Nate. Yeah, he's starting to see the ball well, which is a good sign for the Cougs. That'll bring McIntyre to the plate. Anyway, congratulations to uh, Randy Wolf. He was drafted uh, by the Phillies in the second round and um, was uh, given an honor today as his uh, likeness is up on that uh, right uh, center field wall. It's got to be pretty cool. First pitch, fly ball, left field. Left fielder coming over. That ball will land in foul territory. Another ball in the foul territory in left field. <laughs> Everything just slopes that way. Seen a little bit of that, haven't we, this Man, uh, series? I'm blown away by it still. Well, we've talked about this field, and it appears to be a little uh, not quite level uh, from the right field foul pull over to left. Looks like there's a huge difference as you look at it now. I'd never really noticed it. Little looper center fielder coming hard. He is not going to get there. Base hit by McIntyre, just a little blooper. And the Cougars now with runners at first and second base. And Noah Hill coming up. Wind working against that ball, knocking it down, and no chance for Corey Wills to come in and make that catch. Yeah, and they weren't playing extremely deep on him either, so... Hard, tough to actually get that ball to drop in front, but you're one of those ones you'll definitely take it as a hitter. Noah Hill, his first start in a long time yesterday, went two for five with two big RBIs. So Hill taking advantage of the opportunity yesterday with a good game. And Hendergast will work from the stretch. Here's the first pitch to Noah. Swing and a miss for strike one. Left fielder's playing real deep on Noah, but center and right are really shallow. Love to see one just a line drive over first base. It could run a mic. That ball could go all the way to the wall. Pitch to Hill is down low. Hill last year in five starts hit 320. He played in 18 games for the Cougars, normally as a, as a backup second baseman. And yeah. This year with uh, Larson leaving, they move him back behind the plate. Very versatile player. He's a junior out of Flower Mound High School down in Texas. Just a gamer. Kids, the team just love him. 1-1 pitch to Hill is down low ball two. He just plays so hard, and he just has the energy about him that that the team really can, you know, fall with and want to be a part of. Probably the best thing you could say about him, great teammate. Yeah, absolutely. He never complains, puts his head down, and works. And he just wants to win. Whether he's playing or not, he just wants to win. Two balls and a strike. 
Here's Pendergast's pitch, and Hill fouls this one straight back. Not sure if that's a change, but Hill looks like he's been ahead of both of those pitches that he's he's gone after. Yeah, he's pulling off just a little bit. He's so good at going the other way. We saw him do that with that base hit kind of to the up the middle to the second base side of the bag yesterday. And then got an RBI by hitting it to second in a good situation as well. Two balls, two strikes. Cougars with uh, runners at first and second base. And here is Pendergast's pitch. That's inside for ball three. Wind just here in the last five, ten minutes has kind of laid down a little bit. Actually kind of blowing across from right yeah, to left. Different we than we're used seen to seeing. That. Yeah, different wind. The entire weekend. Maybe that's why the left fielder is finally actually playing a little deeper. Yeah, he's, he's back for sure. Three and two to Noah Hill. Top of the order, Brennan Anderson due up next. As Favero at second base. McIntyre at first. And the pitch. Hill grounds it foul over near the Cougar dugout. So the Cougars threatening here in the second. Pepperdine leading this one one to nothing. Lead off triple by Pepperdine. They were able to push him home with a sacrifice fly. And Pendergast will, again from the stretch, look back at Favero. And 3-2. And Hill hammers this one center field. Center fielder's going to come in and make the catch for the out. Boy, ball hit really well by Noah Hill. But center fielder Corey Wills able to come in and make the Catch for the second out. Yeah, line drive hit hard. Just They're playing so shallow, and it stays up in the air right at them. That'll bring Brendan Anderson up. Uh, Anderson flew out to deep center field his first time up. Brennan with 18 RBIs. You look at the RBI leaders on this team, it's pretty amazing. Anderson with 18, Schneeman with 20, Hale with 21, Sue with 19. you got four guys right there within a couple of RBIs of each other. And the first pitch to Anderson, a swing and a miss for strike one. Left fielder McKinnon playing very deep. Center fielder, right fielder playing quite shallow. Hey, they know this field better than anyone, so they know how this wind plays. Pitch to Anderson, a little looper into center field. Center fielder coming in. He's not going to get there. Here comes the runner, Favero, and he will be. No. No, they said he blocked the plate. They're going to call him safe. I like that. He blocked the plate. Favero tried to slide around him. You cannot do that in college baseball. Unless you have the baseball, you can't block the plate. And the umpire immediately made the call, and that was the correct call. As Kapuras was right in front of the plate. Before the ball got there. What a great throw, though, by Corey Wills. Unbelievable. I thought he had no chance. This kid, That kid's got an arm. He really does. Anderson with a RBI single. And the Cougars have tied it up 1-1. I like the call, though. We talked about it a couple times this year where that is the rule that you cannot block the plate until you have the ball. And he definitely did. I mean, his whole body was in front of it and gave Nate no chance to get to the plate. And you're told you can't barrel through a guy. Correct. Well, that's the yeah. other rule. So exactly. that's why a runner has to go around him. 
Well, those two don't like each other because there was a close play at first, and he was at first last night, and it didn't go the waves away. And so another argument. So they're not going to like each other after this weekend, that's for sure. Fritzoni, the home plate umpire, made the call, and we're all tied up 1-1 here. Cougars now with four base hits as they've come out here again on this Saturday game and uh, swinging the bats well. Perns now steps in with, again, runners at first and second base. Good speed on the paths. And that ball's hammered deep left field. Left fielder going back, and he's going to run it down, make the catch for the out. Ball's hit hard. Ball was really hit hard by Perns. Cougars one run on three hits, no errors. Two runners left. We're through an inning and a half. 1-1, Pepperdine and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Quincy McAfee steps in. First pitch is over for a strike. It's interesting. The home plate umpire just kind of puts his right arm up right in front of him to signify a strike. You really can't see it from behind him. Usually they go to the side. Here's the 0-1. Checked his swing. I think he did go around. Yes, he did on the appeal. 0-2 the count to uh, McAfee. He is 1 for 6 in the first couple of games. Outstanding defensive second baseman. This uh, Pepperdine team... uh, can really uh, play defense. Yes, they can. Fly ball. Brock Hale coming over near the line, and he will make the catch for out number one of the inning. Oh, Brock has to make an easy play? Huh, I thought he only had to make a tough one. So he's been busy out yes, there. Yes, he has. It's funny, the, the ballpark, you would think, just the way it sets up and with the conditions, that you'd want to stay away from right field and center field and, 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 you know, maybe try to pull the ball a little bit more. But, Brock, been a lot of balls hit out that way. A lot of balls hit his way. Of course, the Cougars uh, have uh, done a good job of uh, hitting, hitting to all fields here in the series, and the first pitch is fouled off for strike one. Duncan McKinnon getting the start. He came in as a pinch hitter about midway through last night's ball game. He was 0 for 2. Got him listed at 5'8". He doesn't look 5'8". I saw him after the game. and tell you, this kid, the Oyama kid, remember from... Um, yeah, from uh, LMU. LMU, 5'2". And this kid looks about the same. He looks very <laughs> close to that. No way he's 5'8". Kind of a weird batting stance with his hands. Just kind of holds very on his shoulder. Very low, yeah. yeah. Here's the 1-1. Need to have Noah Hill stand up next to him behind the plate. Yeah, Noah's we'll know. 5'9". Yeah, we'll, we'll see know. how close he is. Exactly. Two balls and a strike. One man out here in the bottom of the second. Game all tied up at 1-1. Pitch from Sue is fouled off down the left field side. Yeah, Noah's got him by uh, maybe not 5'2", but he's got him by 2, 3, 4 inches. I bet he's 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, 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 yeah, that's what I was saying. Scrapper-type kid, though. Kids usually have that size, and they get to this level. It's because they just outwork people, and they're grinders. You know, the Dustin Pedroia-type players. They just are hard-nosed. Sophomore out of Manhattan Beach, California. And the 2-2 pitch, fly ball. Left fielder McIntyre is there. He is under it, and he makes the catch for out number two of the inning, and that will bring Corey Wills, center fielder, to the plate. Boy, Corey Wills has had to make so many throws in this series to home plate. He, with his arm last night, Coach Littlewood probably four times didn't send guys with singles with a runner on second because of his arm and center. 
man, he can really throw. Wells, the left-hander, steps in. He's one for five in the series with an RBI, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. One run on four hits for the Cougars, and the Waves one run on one base hit. Rick Hertenstein is the head coach of uh, Pepperdine in his uh, third year as the head man. McIntyre again, ball hit the left field. He's there, and he'll make the catch for the out, and Pepperdine retired in order here in the second. Good answer inning right there by Inouye. We're through two, tied up a 1-1 on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. Daniel Sneeman on the first pitch. Grounds one out to the second baseman, Quincy McAfee, who makes the play for the out. And that will bring uh, Brock Hill to the plate. Hill singled his first time up. Brock, uh, five for ten in this series against Pepperdine. And there's the sixth hit. Brock Hale hammers one to left. So Brock in a bit of a zone right now. Came in, uh, his average, he's gotten his average up to 340. And two for two so far here today as Kringlin steps in. Kringlin had an RBI chance back in the first and popped up to the catcher to end the inning. Keaton Kringlin, the junior out of Cedar City, hitting 315 on the year for the Cougars. Been DHing for about the last three weeks due to a, a hamstring problem that he's been nursing along. As Kringlin, uh, outstanding player for the Cougars, his first two years, kind of an unheralded kid coming up from Cedar City. And I tell you, from day one, this kid is. is uh, has had it. He really I mean, has. That, that kid has, has got what it takes to be a great player. Always a big smile on his face. 0-1 pitch popped up. First baseman going over near the Pepperdine dugout, and that ball is going to land in the dugout area. Yeah, great teammate, great kid. Kids love him. Like you said, always smiling. Very competitive, though. He loves oh. to compete. He's got a fire burning. Yes, he does. He hates losing. You know, if it's ping pong, whatever it is he's playing, he wants to play and win. So that's one thing that makes him so great. So Kringlin will step back in. No balls and two strikes. Cougars with a runner at first base, one man out. Here in the top of the third, all tied up at 1-1. Pitches up high. Two balls and a strike. On deck for the Cougars is uh, Brian Sue. Pendergast will from the stretch and the pitch. And Kringlin strikes out. First strikeout of the ball game by Pendergast. And that will bring Sue to the plate. Yeah, fastball away, most likely ball two. But uh, got Kringlin uh, to chase a little bit there. Probably thought it was a little too close to take and just couldn't catch up with it. Two men out. And Sue coming up. Ryan's grounded out to the third baseman his first time up, and he hammers one foul down the third baseline. Good crowd uh, on Randy Wolf Day here at Pepperdine. They retired his uh, jersey and put his uh, name and likeness up on the right 
center field wall. They've had a lot of players be professional players and good college players, so for him to be that guy on the wall is pretty impressive. The next pitch to Sue a little bit outside, one ball and one strike. Now talk to Coach Littlewood about bringing uh, Hill in, worked uh, out well for the Cougars yesterday, and then moving Sue down in the lineup, a little more of an RBI opportunity. Sue seems to be, I mean, he's a good hitter no matter what, but, uh, boy, he gets guys on base, and it just seems like he ultra focus and is able to knock uh, guys in. Yeah, he's tough to strike out, puts the ball in play, which gives him half his success, but he has a really good level plane to the ball, so when he hits the ball, it's usually on a line somewhere. Does a really good job. Just incredible to me the transformation the kids made. For <laughs> sure. On the offensive side of the ball since Absolutely. coming to BYU. Throw to first base and uh, back in safely. And that, you know, that's a, that's a tribute to the Cougar uh, Coaching staff yeah. are really working. Uh, Trent Pratt with the with the hitting, all of you uh, really working on it. He was always a tremendous defensive player. Sue hammers one center fielder coming in. He's not going to get there. So a base hit by Sue and the Cougars with runners at first and second base. And that will bring uh, Favero to the plate. Had runners on first and second every inning so far this game. Here's a chance where it would be a big two-out hit here by Nate to take the lead. Cougars six hits through two and two-thirds against uh, Pendergast. You know, to going back to Sue, Coach Pratt's worked a ton with him on his hitting, but he's just a tireless worker, and he wants to be good. He loves BYU, wants to be there, and uh, just one of those kids that you just love seeing get be successful. Favero steps in. And the first pitch to Nate is over for a strike. Well, the, the other thing with Sue is he's transformed his body. I mean, he's, he has, yeah. he's gotten so much bigger and stronger, 6'1", 190. can really drive the ball now where when he came initially, you know, he, he really couldn't do that. It's true, very true. Owen won the count to Favero. As Pendergast uh, with runners at first and second base for BYU. And Favero hammers one. Right fielder going back a few steps. He's there and makes the catch again. Favero hit the ball hard, but right at uh, Canfer out there. And the Cougars are retired. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two runners left on again. We're through two and a half. 1-1, Pepperdine and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Billy Cook, the hitter for Pepperdine. We go to the bottom of the third inning. Cook a two for seven with a couple of RBIs uh, in the series. He's a freshman out of Monument, Colorado, and he flies one foul down the right field line. Portland leading Santa Clara two to nothing, bottom of the third. Loyola Marymount, they've, that, that's begun. They're in the bottom of the second, no score. San Diego, San Francisco, no score in the third. Gonzaga leading St. Mary's 1-0 in the bottom of the second. Ball's popped up and out of play. And the count remains at 0-2. In action last night, the finals, uh, we went off the air. Pacific did beat LMU 3-2. And Portland, or Santa Clara beat Portland 7-6. There's a line drive base hit into left field. So Cook with a leadoff single. Yeah, 0-2 count there. Just too good of a pitch to hit. That'll bring up uh, Joe Kapuris. He's the catcher. 
So with the after yesterday's action, San Francisco eight wins, no losses in the conference. LMU loses their second. They dropped to six and two. Then there's a bunch of teams with four losses: St. Mary's, uh, Santa Clara, Gonzaga. There's a bunt back to uh, the pitcher in a way, and he uh, picks it up, throws to Anderson second base or first base for the out. Sacrifice uh, works out for the waves, and that will bring up the top of the order. Anyway, when you look at the scale, and when you look, there's only there's one team with six losses. There's four teams with five losses, and there are three teams with four losses. Yeah, a lot of parity, which is good for the league. It means every weekend matters. You know, last year there was two or three weeks where you knew you could just go in there and you're going to sweep a team, and now that's not the case. Chase Lambert, who tripled his first time up, will step in. Lambert uh, was 0 for 8 in the first two games, but it hit the ball hard and then comes in and leads off with a triple into the right center field alley against uh, Blake Inouye. Blake's dad played at BYU. He was an infielder. Pitches up high for a ball. A 1-0 the count. One man out here with the single and the sacrifice. 1-1 one, one the score, BYU and Pepperdine. And the pitch is down low for a ball two. Cougars have left six runners on in the first three innings, two in each inning. Yeah, really you know, had an opportunity to do some damage. Early. Well, all the hits have been happening with two outs, nobody on. You know, and then all of a sudden you get two hits in a row, and then you hit a ball hard at a player, you know, two innings in a row, and don't get an RBI out of it. Here's the 2-0 pitch from Inouye. That ball's fouled at the plate up and off of uh, Lambert. Looks like his left foot. Yeah, those are not fun. As he'll walk it off. Kent goes to 2-1. Our next uh, radio game on uh, ESPN 960 as well as BYU Radio will be Tuesday night from Salt Lake. Cougars and Utes for the second time this year. Cougars uh, beat the Utes uh, about 10 days ago by a score of a 7-6 in Provo. Utes playing pretty good baseball right now. They, they are, beat yeah. Oregon State ranked number one on uh, Thursday night. Uh, Sound like they had them beat last yeah, they were, night. And they Oregon were up State. five to two in the seventh, and Oregon State put up like seven runs or six runs in uh, in the seventh to win that game. And Utah's actually it's in the fifth inning, and they're up uh, five to two in that game right now. So two balls, one strike to count to Chase Lambert. Pitches down low. Just got word Taylor Cole playing for the Salt Lake yeah. uh, Bees. Coming to Salt Lake. Triple-A affiliate of the Angels. Have you heard any about anybody else? You know, we haven't right now. Some of the assignments are still going out, but uh, still waiting to hear on a few of those guys. Taylor's got to be excited to be coming back to Utah to play a little baseball. Just one step away from the Angels. Ball hammered foul down the third baseline, and the count goes full three and two. That'll be fun to go to Salt Lake and watch him pitch. Taylor Cole, still a big supporter of uh, BYU baseball, comes to the uh, banquet every year and and uh, loves uh, BYU. Really does. Great, great kid. 
Three balls, two strikes to Chase Lambert. Ball hit out towards Sneeman. He's got it. He's going to go to third. They're going to get the runner at third base. Great job. I'm not sure where uh, Billy Cook was going, but uh, Sneeman made the correct play, threw it to Favero, who tagged Cook out for out number two. Base running there right there by the young freshman. Slid hard into the bag and actually knocked the base out. But good smart play by Sneeman to get that lead runner. And now you have two outs and runner at first instead of two outs and runner on third, and a pass ball could actually hurt you. But uh, great job there by Sneeman. Not a very smart base running, that's for sure. Of course, if you're a runner at second base and the ball's hit to your right, you normally stay. You do, If it's hit yeah. to your left, then you can normally advance. But that ball was definitely hit to his right. Sneeman with a good good arm made the correct decision. Favero was at, at the bag, took the throw for the out. So now instead of a runner in scoring position, there's a runner at first base, two men out, and Brent Belk is the hitter. Belk, a freshman out of Houston, popped up to uh, Schneeman his first time up. Throw to first base, and uh, back in safely is uh, Lambert. Lambert, only one steal this year. He's been thrown out three times. Seems like he's a kid with really good speed, so interesting that he only has the one. They only have 14 stolen bases on the year, so they really don't run much. There's a base hit into left field by Belk. That ball was booted by McIntyre, but he gets over, picks it up, and gets it back in before Camper's able to move up to third base. Well, and that base running mistake just cost him a run because there was an RBI right there. Two men out, Matthew Canfer now steps in. Canfer had the sacrifice fly for the RBI back in the first inning, his 11th RBI of the year. You know, and this team, other than uh, Kassar, doesn't really have great power. Of course, in this ballpark, it, it probably doesn't matter. They're kind of yeah. built, but they normally have a little more speed. You would Youth. normally think that they would run a little bit more. Fly ball hit very well, but right at Jarrett Perns. He's there and will make the catch for the out. And the waves kind of run themselves out of an inning here in the third. 1-1 after three on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Meyer steps in for the Cougars, uh, takes the first two pitches over for strikes. McIntyre singled his first time up. Mitch, the freshman, Stansbury high product out in Tooele. Fouls that pitch off back into the screen. We're tied at 1-1 as we play the fourth inning here. And uh, Malibu right on the Pacific Coast Highway. And here's the pitch. McIntyre takes that one over the outside corner for call strike three. Yeah, close pitch there. McIntyre didn't like it, but looked okay from here. You know what's interesting? You you, you you hear about Malibu. I've been coming down here for years, but you think it's pretty flat. You know, you've got the you got the ocean, but boy, in this campus, there are some pretty good sized mountains there here. There really is a lot of hills. And uh, had a chance to drive up on the top of campus, and I'll tell you, there are some. Student housing that you would pay a lot of money yes. for yeah, no kidding. if you were uh, buying a place and looking out over the ocean. They're just building a bunch of new ones for the sophomores. Pitches over for a strike, one and one. 
to Noah Hill. He'll hit it hard, but center fielder Corey Wills able to track it down. Now, Cougars have six hits, but I'm telling you, they've hit about six, seven other balls really hard right at uh, defenders. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask is a guy to hit a ball hard and try to find a hole, but uh, today they're going right at guys. Here's a 2-1. Here's a base hit right field by Noah Hill. That's the uh, typical Noah Hill base hit right there, just going the opposite way. Yes, it is. One man out, and that will bring uh, top of the order, Brennan Anderson, to the plate. That's the Cougars' seventh hit of the ball game. So Pendergast uh, had nine strikeouts last week. He's got one or no two now. But he hasn't really fooled too many people. That ball's popped up and out of play straight uh, over the press box here. Well, the one thing he does is he attacks the hitters. He's been trying to get ahead with fastballs or his breaking ball, but for strikes on the first pitch, and, and the Cougs are trying to attack that pitch and haven't really gotten to a lot of two-strike counts so far this game. Here's the 0-1. Anderson swings and misses. And the count now 0-2 on the Cougar second baseman. Brennan had the RBI single back in the second inning. He has six hits now in 12 at-bats with three RBIs. Good series for Brennan. Here's the 0-2. Anderson hits this ball down the third baseline. That's a fair ball. Noah Hill coming around. He's going to hold it second base. Thought about going. Left fielder got there in a hurry. Looked like that ball might have clipped the, yeah, the bag. Yeah, I think and, it did. You know, that was a, in particular, when you, well, you, when you have a four-man crew, that's an easy call. It really is. But that umpire, home plate umpire, really had to jerk the mask off and look. And uh, that's a call that can be missed uh, very easily as uh, Jarrett Pern steps in. It definitely helped that the, the ball kind of kicked a little differently, so it makes you think, okay, yeah, I definitely hit it. But you're right, four-man crew would make that really easy. Hearn steps in. Uh, Jarrett has flown to center and flown to left in the game. And Pendergast's pitch. That ball hit pretty well. Left fielder going back. He is going to get there and make the catch for out number two. Boy, we've seen this somewhere before. Runners at first and second, two men out. And Sheeman coming to the plate. Cougars have left to two guys on in every inning so far here in the ballgame. Yeah, I mean, two hits every inning. You get to the situation and just haven't gotten that big hit. That ball smashed, but, hey, we've talked about that. You can't hit the ball in the air here. It doesn't go anywhere unless it's down the line, and that was too far in the gap. Need a big hit here by Schneeman. Outfield's actually playing deep with him, so good shot that a single through the, the middle or in the four-hole actually score a run. Daniel steps in, pitches inside for ball one. Right fielder pulled well over Matthew Canfer. Yeah. Toward the line. So there's a huge gap in both left and right center field here for Schneeman. And Schneeman was the only guy that was hitless yesterday. So I know he wants to get on the board today with a hit. 1 0. Here is Pendergast's pitch. Schneeman fouls it off. Right as that pitch was thrown, the left fielder took about 10 hard steps in. And from, he was way deep and he came hard in. I was hoping that might. That Schneeman might actually hit something that way and catch him off guard. One ball, one strike to the Cougar shortstop, Schneeman. Pendergast uh, from the stretch. Here's the pitch. 
That's a nice breaking pitch that drops in. And so Daniel behind in the count, one and two. BYU with just one run on eight base hits here as we play the top of the fourth inning. And the pitch to Sneeman is grounded foul down the first base side. Daniel, the junior out of Chula Vista, was the defensive player of the year last year in the conference, all-conference performer. He walked in the first inning and uh, grounded out in the third. Had a couple of hits in game one on Thursday. Sneeman fouls this one off, out of play. Cougars and Waves all tied up at 1-1 here uh, on the campus of Pepperdine. Cougars, after the Utah game Tuesday in Salt Lake, will come home and play Santa Clara next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 6 o'clock Thursday, Friday, 1 o'clock Saturday. And here is Pendergast from the stretch, and the pitch to Sneeman is way outside for a ball. Count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Both these teams 3-5, and five, so this is a real critical game for both it these really schools. It really is. It really is. Cougars trying to get uh, this win and kind of get themselves on track and back in the conference uh, race. Same with uh, Pepperdine as uh, Sneeman fly ball center field. Corey Wills is there. He is under it, and he makes the catch for the out. The Cougars again leave two guys on base. We're through three and a half, one one Pepperdine and BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Jordan Kassar will come up for Pepperdine. Kassar struck out his first time up. The only strikeout by Inouye through the first three innings. Kassar the DH and also the closer for the Waves. Big kid that's got good power. Junior out of El Cajon, California. And Inouye's first pitch to Kazar has hit pretty well, but up in the air to center field. You hit it up in the air high to center field here, yeah. and it is an out. And that's yeah. just what happens He's is a Burns guy. makes the catch. In BP, he puts on a show. He loves to just hit balls off that scoreboard. He loves to pull the ball out of here. But like you said, if you can keep him to left or center, <laughs> they're out. Quincy McAfee steps in. Flew out to right field his first time up there. McAfee, the second baseman for the Waves. First pitch from Inouye is down low, ball one. One ball and no strikes. Uh, McAfee, a uh, sophomore, a uh, him and Bilk uh, both came out of Westlake High School in uh, Houston. McAfee uh, played last year as a true freshman. Belk redshirted. So McAfee playing his uh, sophomore year in the first baseman. Belk uh, redshirt fle- uh, freshman at first uh, baseman. He hits second in the lineup, and uh, McAfee hits fifth. 
Pitch is over for a strike. Yeah, Coach Pratt was talking to Belk at first yesterday, and he said, yeah, last year he actually started the first series of the year at third and then hurt himself and couldn't play the rest of the year, so that's why he had a red shirt. Two balls and a strike. Just off the plate. Ball three. The Waves with three hits. Cougars with eight hits. Pitches a swing and a miss. And the count goes full three and two to uh, Quincy McAfee. McAfee again the right-hander. Steps in and here is Inouye's full count pitch. Ball grounded out toward uh, Favero. Nate's got it. Quick throw to first. Is high. Gets over the first baseman. And the runner will advance to second base. Tough play. Favero came in, and I think a good throw gets him. Yeah, they're gonna, they actually gave that a hit on the board. It's going to be a hit in the air. Yeah. Both. Got to be an E5 on the throw. So a runner now in scoring position for Pepperdine, and uh, Duncan McKinnon will come up. Flew out to left field his first time up. Yeah, Favero unleashed that one. That was well over the head of uh, Sue at first base in the big foul territory here. The runner was able to advance easily to second base. One ball and no strikes to Duncan McKinnon. He's hitting 308 uh, as he came into the uh, game today. And the pitch is uh, fouled off. McKinnon, um, this is his uh, 28th at bat of the year at eight hits. Five RBIs. All his hits have been singles. We're playing the bottom of the fourth, all tied up at 1-1. Pitch from Inouye is outside. 2-1 the count. Seems like the winds now shift to the normal wind where it's blowing in again or two yeah. from what left to right you'd call that? Yeah, le- kind of from left center over yeah. across the diamond. Yeah, it's been moving around a little bit, this marine layer trying to figure out. There's oh, wow. a ball hit very well. Back goes Brock Hale looking up. This ball is out of here. McKinnon with a home run. And the Waves lead 3-1. to one. McKinnon's first home run of the year, RBI's number 6 and 7. Just got to pitch up a little bit, and yes, McKinnon made him pay. And again, the only place that you can really leave this park is down the right field line or left field line, and he was able to do that. So McKinnon with a big two-run home run. Waves lead 3-1. And Corey Wills, who flew out to left his first time up there, will step in. First pitch outside for ball one. That little guy just got an elevated fastball, yep. and boy, did he hit that well. 
And away's pitch is over for a strike. Fifth hit by the Waves in the game. As in a way, rocks and fires, and that pitch is fouled off. Yeah, they've done a, done a very good job so far today of making their hits count. Unlike the Cougs that are stringing together hits with two outs and just can't get the one more hit to put a run across, they're finding ways that their hits are turning into runs. Blake Inouye, here's the 1-2. Curveball over for a call, strike three. Wills goes down. Two men out, and Billy Cook, who singled his first time up, will come up. Cook, a uh, sophomore out of uh, Monument, Colorado, or a freshman out of Monument, Colorado, will step to the plate. And here is Inouye's first pitch, a swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, McKinnon, not a big kid. It's, as we mentioned, got him listed at 5'8". I don't think he's that, but he put a charge into that baseball, hit it well. Boy, was he pumped running around the bases. I think I saw him fist pump about six or seven times. Pitch is over for a strike. Uh, I would guess that's probably his first career home run, first one this year. As we mentioned, hasn't played a whole lot this year for Pepperdine, but given the opportunity, hit it well. Yeah, making Coach look good today. Here's the one-two. Line drive, base hit down the third baseline. McIntyre over, gloves it, and Cook, pretty good speed, able to motor into second base with a two-out double. Yeah, Blake has not been able to put him away so far today. He's had him 0-2 both times and gives up a hit on it. He's got to do a better job in that situation. Joe Caparis steps in. He had a sacrifice bunt his first time. He's wearing number 30 today instead of uh, number one that we normally see him wearing. So Caparis with a runner in scoring position will step in with uh, Inouye on the hill for BYU. First pitch over for a strike. Caparis uh, only hitting... 088, hitting below 100 for the year. He's had uh, 57 at bats, five hits. One of those hits was extra bases, a double. And here's the pitch. Ball hit out toward Favero. He's got it on a big hop. This time he sets his feet and throws the first for the out. And the Waves already tired. They got two runs on two hits. No errors, one man left. We're through four complete. 3-1, Pepperdine over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brock Hale will lead it off for the Cougars. First pitch is over for a strike. Now Hale takes a pitch uh, down low. One ball, one strike to Brock, who is two for two in the ballgame. Cougars down three to one here to uh, Pepperdine as we play the fifth inning. Hale takes a slow curve ball. It drops in for a strike. One and two. Hale, Kringlin, and Sue do up here in the inning. And here is Pendergast's pitch. Hale pops it up. Back behind home plate. Catcher coming back, and that ball is going to 
land up in the crowd. Well, down, down two runs now here in the fifth. This is where we have to just chip away and try to cut this lead in half. Cougs have put a bunch of base runners on in the first few innings. Just haven't had a, got that one hit to get them in. Here's Pendergast's pitch to Hale. He swings and misses. Goes down on strikes for out number one. And that will bring uh, Kringlin now up. Uh, Keaton 0 for 2. He's popped up and struck out. Kringlin a couple of hits in the series. He's now 2 for 11. As Keaton steps in against uh, Jonathan Pendergast. And the uh, pitch is outside. Ball 1. Pendergast, the right-hander, throws one in, and it's uh, fouled off. Yeah, Keaton's just been fairly late on all of the swings today. Must not be seeing it very well. Pitch to Kringlin over for a strike. Pendergast, 6'2", 200-pound junior out of San Diego. And Pendergast's pitch, that's up high. Pendergast, a quick, quick worker out there. Him and Inouye both get the ball already. Here's the 1-2 to Kringlin. Strike three called outside corner fastball. Same exact uh, pitch that uh, Kringlin struck out on the last time. Two men out. And Sue will come up. Brian has grounded out and singled in the ball game. By far the best Pendergast has looked to, uh, here in the fifth inning. Yeah, spotting up now. A couple of good strikeouts, and uh, Sue's first pitch to him is inside ball one. Here's the 1-0, and Sue pops it up. Playable easily for the first baseman, Belk, in foul territory. Makes the play. Cougars retired quickly here. In the fifth, we're through four and a half. 3-1, Pepperdine over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the fifth inning, top of the order. Chase Lambert steps in against uh, Blake Inouye. Curveball swung on a missed by uh, Lambert for strike one. Well, the Waves have only left three on base. The Cougars have left... uh, Six? Eight. eight. Yeah, eight. Wow. Line drive right at uh, (laughs) Brian Sue, who makes the play. And again, Lambert. Another one. Kid can't buy a break. That that kid could have six or seven hits so far in this series. Got one. That was a triple to start the game off. Baseball is a cruel game. Yes, it is. (laughs) Brent Belk now steps in. He's one for two. Popped up in the first, single in the third into left field. And the first pitch to Inouye. Big swing and a miss by Belk. Looked like Inouye changed there. Belk way out in front of that one. Yeah, really good first pitch there to both of these first two batters this inning. Here's the 0-1 from Inouye, and that's fouled off. Cougars will fly home tonight 
and then get ready for that Utah game on Tuesday. Tuckett Slade, the uh, director of baseball operations here for the Cougars. Ball hit very well. Rock Hill going back. He's not going to get there. Belk around first base. And Belk will end up with a one-out double. So that's the third 0-2 hit that Pepperdine has had this game. Blake's got a, he's usually does a better job of that, and today he's not doing a very good job of burying those hitters. That ball's down the middle. That ball needs to be down and unhittable, and it's really hurting him. And now they're really their best hitter this weekend is, is coming up. Matthew Canfer steps in. He's 0-for-1 uh, today. Well, Tucker, tell us, uh, you know, like on after school's out, or I mean when the Cougars are on the road, tell us about the day in the life of a, of a Cougar player on the road as far as uh, food and study and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we usually leave Wednesday midday to get in town to, to practice, usually at the facility. If they have lights at their facility, we'll usually practice that night. If at Pepperdine, they don't, so we actually practiced at home and then had a later flight to get in Wednesday night. And then Saturday, uh, Thursday morning, they'll wake up, have breakfast with the team, and then we'll have a scouting report meeting. Then they'll have two or three hours where they can go do studying on their own. One and all the count to Canfer, and that pitch is inside, ball two. And they'll go study on their own a little bit. Uh, some will have, you know, sessions with their tutors on online that they can get to and online quizzes, things like that. A lot of the guys, some of the guys that don't have some studying to do will go to the weight room. Then usually have lunch, hop on the bus, come to the field, and get ready to go. And then after the game, you know, usually have a meal ready for him at the hotel. Pitch has popped up. Center fielder Jarrett Perns is there. He will make the catch. Runner's going to try to advance. Here comes the throw, and he it hit the runner. Boy, that had a chance to get it him. It did, definitely did. As the ball is caught by... Um, Perns, and that will bring up Jordan Kassar with a runner at third base and two men out. So the team normally eats uh, once, at least once a day together, right? If yeah, not well, twice well, on the road. Usually, I mean, they usually they'll eat breakfast every morning together, and they usually have dinner every day together. And we usually have sandwiches on the bus for them to get them ready to eat on the way over to kind of have a little snack. So Kassar steps in, he pops one foul. You know the. Uh, the three o'clock game time is a little problematic it when is, it comes yeah. to food. It is. So they so we had our team breakfast at our normal eight o'clock this morning, and then what happens is they end up, uh, we, you know, we had sandwiches for them on the bus that they actually had their lunch after batting practice because there's about forty five minutes before the game starts. So here's the 0-1 to Kassar, and that is down low. Waves lead three one. And then you have a bus that's with you the entire trip to take you around? Yeah, unless you're in Hawaii and they give you a new bus every time you go somewhere, <laughs> which is tough. Tough on my job to coordinate that. But, yeah, our bus stays with us, and it's kind of like our home away from home for the weekend. 1-1 one, one pitch to Kazar. That ball's hit into right field, and uh, Brock Hill dives. Can't come up with it. And the fourth run scores for Pepperdine on the RBI single. Good effort by Hale out there. Yeah, great effort. He dove and had it in his glove. It just popped out. Didn't all the way get in there. So Pepperdine comes back with another run here in the fifth. They lead 4-1. And that will bring to the plate Quincy McAfee.
McAfee is a uh, sophomore. He's one for two today, single his last time up. And then the error by Favero on the throw. He advanced to second base and was eventually able to score it on the two-run home run by uh, Duncan McKinnon. Yeah, those errors always come back to kind of to haunt you. Kind of had that luck this year where when you have the errors sometimes, you know, don't go against you. You know, you might have an error, but that runner doesn't score. But it seems like this year, every time we've had an error, that runner seems to always find a way to score. Pepperdine now with eight runs, or I mean uh, four runs on eight hits, and the Cougars uh, get the bullpen up, Bo Burrup uh, throwing, and I believe that's Kendall Motes that's also beginning to throw. There's a bunt down the third baseline. That ball will roll foul. Had a lot of spin on that ball. Yes, I don't think there's a chance they could have got him, but fortunately for BYU it uh, did spin foul. Yeah, good idea there. I like that, a guy who's just trying to find a way to get on base and get the next hitter up, especially the next guy hit a home run his last time up. Two men out, runner at first base. As Pepperdine has uh, really come through with the base hits when they've got guys in scoring position, unlike the Cougars here today. That's the difference in the game. And the pitch, pop foul out of play down the... First base side. Oh and two. It's interesting. Most places have their home plate uh, dugout on the third base side, but Pepperdine here on the first base side. Yeah, that is Her interesting. Ball fouled straight back. That is very interesting. I can't think of the last team that I can remember that on the first base side. Got any updates on any scores? Uh, Portland leading Santa Clara 4 to nothing. that game in the fifth. Pacific leading Loyola Marymount 2 nothing in the second. San Diego's jumped on top of San Francisco now uh, 2 to nothing in the fifth. And Gonzaga continues to lead uh, St. Mary's by a score of 1 to nothing. that in the fourth. All games uh, with Easter weekend being played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Utah Valley beat uh, U- Texas Rio Grande Valley today by a score of 6-1. to one. I think that game was played in Orem. And here is Inouye's 1-2 pitch. Strike three called on the outside corner. Good pitch. The Waves with one run on two hits. No errors, one man left. We're through five now. 4-1 Waves over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Back here, Nate Favaro swinging. He hits one hard down the right field line. Right fielder Matthew Camper got over there in a hurry and held Nate to a Single, so Favero with the Cougars' ninth hit. And that will bring Mitch McIntyre to the plate. Uh, Mitch is singled and struck out in the game. McIntyre, four hits in eight uh, plate appearances, and he loops one to left. Left fielder McKinnon going back. He makes the play for the out. So quickly the Cougars with uh, one out here. 
As McIntyre swinging at the first pitch. Yeah, strung a bunch of hits together so far today. Just nothing to show for it. You know, not getting the hit to move the guy up a base and getting the situation where it's easier to score. Seems like every time we get a hit, the next guy hits a hard ball just right at somebody and haven't had a chance to really get things going. Noah Hill steps in. And the first pitch to Hill is fouled off down near the first baseline and just fell out of play. All that foul territory and just never know. Well, the wind helped that push that one out a little bit. It's funny, the kids get these foul balls. They have to turn them <laughs> and in. Then the, and then the Pepperdine players come out and take it away from yeah, they them. They do. Pitch to Hill is over for a strike. You break the kid's heart. Yeah. The little girl was so excited to get that yeah. foul ball, and then here came a Pepperdine wave to snag it from her. 0-1-2 the count to uh, Noah. That's well outside. And I agree with you on Inouye. I mean, he just hasn't. Uh, the 0-2 count has really hurt him. Really hurt him. Yeah. Three, four hits with that have been RBI-type hits. 0-2-1-2 has given up five hits. Four or five, I think. Here's the 1-2. That pitch is down low in the dirt. Good job by Capuras, the catcher, to knock that ball down and keep it in front of him. Ball landed, I think, bounced up off the plate. Yeah, great job there. Because Nate was trying to get going there. He moved towards, but saw the block was perfect and had to get back. Two balls, two strikes to the Cougar catcher. And now a timeout called by Hill just before the pitcher went into his motion. Yes, it was. Pepperdine first time today with somebody out in the bullpen starting to throw. As Kapuras will look in, and here is the 2-2 pitch to Noah Hill. That's down low ball three. No one needs to find a way to get on right here with Brendan coming up, who's been really hot. So Hill will step back in full count with a runner at first base. There's a chance they might start him here. Hill doesn't strike out too much. I'm not sure with the down three. I doubt it. There he goes. Pitches drilled foul down the line. He definitely did there. Got a good pitch to hit, too. Just thought, you know, normally I don't think you'd be doing that, but Ferrero, pretty good speed, and uh, Hill makes pretty good contact. See if they send him again here. As Pendergast rocks and fires, and that pitch is down low. Ball four, good at bat there by Noah. Yeah, really good at bat by Noah, finding a way to get on base, doing his job. Anderson will step in. We are in the top of the sixth. Pepperdine leading BYU 4-1. And this is where you need your big guys to come up big. You know, your senior leaders, the guys that really big RBI guys for you to, to get big hits. 
Brennan two for three on the day. Has an RBI to his credit. And now uh, Kapuras, the catcher, out. Yeah, both of his hits haven't been extremely hard hit. His first ball of the day was hit hard to center for an out, but then he kind of blooped one over short for an RBI and then hit the one down the line that I think hit the bag, didn't it? It did. Yeah, right. so. Yep. Just clipped the bag, went down down the line. Left ended fielder. Up with a single. Left fielder's playing him to pull down the line and deep. Huge gap in left center, but it seems like any ball hitting left center would hook there anyways. Now, uh, Rolando Garcia, the pitching coach. Or Garza is the pitching coach. He's heading out. And there is a, a reliever out that's been throwing, ready to come in. As Garza comes out, Pat's Pendergast on the side. It's a good job. Hasn't made a move yet. The pitcher started to run. So he was out on the mound, is now running towards the dugout, which means you would think he's going in, but maybe not. Now he's making his way back out yeah. to the bullpen. I don't know. Hasn't been a move made yet. Now they will make the move. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, Michael Mahoney, the right-handed reliever for Pepperdine into the ball game. And he will face the top of the order. Cougars have got the tie and run at the plate here in the top of the sixth. As the Favero's at second base, Noah Hill at the first base, and Brennan Anderson coming on to hit against uh, Michael Mahoney. Mahoney threw in game one, uh, threw two-thirds of an inning, did have a strikeout, threw ten pitches. Mahoney on the year. Uh, this is his uh, 13th appearance to lead the Waves. No record. Does have a save. He's thrown eight innings, given up uh, just three hits, yeah, and has 14 strikeouts in those eight innings. He's a big-time slider guy. Loves to come in and get you to swing at his pitch, and he's got a really good one. Came in and had, had a big strikeout with the runner on third in game one to strike out Perns. Mahoney, a sophomore out of uh, Huntington Beach, California, Edison High School. And Anderson will step in. And Anderson knows the book on Mahoney, so uh, there's no doubt uh, Brennan probably knows what's coming here. Here's the first pitch to Brennan. Squares the bunt. Wild one gets away from the catcher, and both runners move up. Anderson squared the bunt there. And I think it just kind of threw Mahoney off. He, yeah, threw interesting. A, he just buried a slider about four feet in front of the plate. Yes, he did. So Cougars now with runners at second and third. I can't imagine Anderson would be bunting in that situation, no. sacrificing with with one man out, just uh, trying to get a little maybe a better look at that pitch. Well, he's in a good spot here, but he's got a guy on the mound who loves to strike guys out. He's got to find a way to put a ball in play and score a run. Pepperdine with uh, the middle infielders are back, so any kind of ground ball will score a run for the Cougars. And the pitch is uh, down low for ball two. They got to make him throw it for a strike. He wants to make you chase. That's what he does. He's a swing and miss guy. Not an overpowering fastball, loves his slider, but he wants you to chase. It's almost like you maybe 
take a pitch until you get a strike here. Yeah. Make him throw that slider for a strike. And he might be doing that right now. 2-0. and oh. Here is the pitch from Mahoney. That's down low, ball three. On deck is uh, Jarrett Perns. And Perns faced him yep. two games ago. He struck him out on three straight sliders. That's right. So he's seen him. Hey, let's go, Mike. Cooper bullpen is loaded and active out there. Nobody throwing right now, but uh, both Burrup and Moats have been throwing. 3-0 pitch. That's down low ball four. So on four consecutive pitches, Anderson walks, loads them up, and Perns coming to the plate. Jarrett's uh, flown to center in the first inning, lined out to left field in the second, and uh, flew out to left field in the fourth. So he's 0 for 3. Hit some balls hard just right at him. I bet he's got a take on right here. That is Mahoney's fourth walk in eight innings. And I agree with you. I think you, I think you need to take till you get a strike here. Yeah. He hasn't come close to throwing a strike here to Anderson. Here's the first pitch to Perns, and that's way inside. Yeah. Four, ball one. Yeah, Mahoney's taking a lot of time. You, you can tell he's not comfortable up there right now. Frustrated that people aren't swinging at that pitch that he usually gets a lot of swing and miss from. One ball and no strikes to Jarrett Perns. Cougars with bases loaded here. One man out. Top of the sixth inning. They're down by three runs. And here is the pitch from Mahoney. Perns takes that one over for a strike. Again, the umpire just a little strike call, right? Yeah. Chest high, we, we, you can't pick it up from behind him. Really can't. It's hard to tell. Ball and a strike. Mahoney again set at the belt. Here's the uh, 1 1. Burns takes this one down low. 2 and 1 the count. Delaware's throwing seven pitches now and only one strike. Got to make him throw you one. Got a good count here. Pepperdine uh, with some more activity in the bullpen. Big pull in the way. I can't look down there and see. Not throwing too hard. Just a little soft toss going on. 2-1 pitch to Perns. A swing and a miss. 2-2 two and two the count. Yeah, it's probably ball three right there. That's yeah, a tough pitch to lay off, too. It, it really is. It really is. Got to come up clutch here, Jarrett. Find a way. Mahoney. Long look in now. The pitch. That's up high ball three. So the can't goes full three and two to Perns with uh, Schneeman on deck for the Cougars. Trying to battle back here. In the sixth inning. Don't want to walk him here. you got to go to your best pitch. Do you, do you trust going to that slider again, or what do you do here? Well, I think that's pretty much all he throws, isn't it? <laughs> His fastballs have been balls. He only <laughs> threw one of those. So Three and two the count. 
Pitch to Perns. That almost hit him inside. I think it did clip him. It did. Right up so bat. So Perns with an RBI as he is hit by a pitch. Cougars uh, score a run. Still bases loaded for BYU. And Schneeman coming up. So a real break right there for BYU. And as uh, Mahoney's walked the first two guys that he's faced. And now Schneeman with the potential game-tying run at second base in scoring position. Boy, it's about time, Daniel. It is, isn't Got it? Got a base hit. Didn't get a hit yesterday. Hasn't had one here today. He's 0 for 2. Corners are playing in, so if ball to them, they'll probably go right back to home. Anything up the middle, they'll go for 2. Right fielder's hugging the line and right. 4 to 2 the score. And the pitch from Mahoney is outside ball 1. Yeah, the Cougs have sort of taken him out of his game right here. They're not swinging at his pitch, and he hasn't been able to throw for a strike. Mahoney taking a lot of time between pitches. Yes. You can see he's just not comfortable out yeah, there. Yeah, he really isn't. And a big hit right here, Daniel. Here's the 0-1. Big swing and a miss. And the count evens up at a ball and a strike. Brock Kale is on deck. Well, you got the guys up there you want up in this situation. Boy, do you ever. Sneeman's average has dipped a little bit lately down to 272 now. One ball and one strike. Pitch to Sneeman high and tight for a ball. Sneeman uh, last year hit 317 with uh, two home runs, 38 RBIs. Started all 58 games for the Cougars last year. Sneeman was clutch last weekend against the Zags. Had some big-time two-out hits, three or four RBIs. Need one right here. Pitch to Daniel is uh, outside for ball three. Yeah, it's got to be your pitch only right here. Force him to get to 3-2. You have to. I wouldn't be surprised. Our coach just gave him the, hey, it's got to be yours. I thought maybe he might give him a take here just because it's been so yeah. tough. I mean, really, he's only thrown two pitches for strikes. He's thrown one pitch that was swung at for a strike, but only two called strikes. You've got to force him to do it here. But you're in such a great count here. If Sneeman gets a ball, he yeah. could put a drive into it and score a few runs. Oh, I love baseball and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> Three balls and a strike. I'm over here biting my fingers. Mahoney. Here is the 3-1 to Sneeman, and that uh, drops in for a strike. Boy, good pitch right there by Mahoney. Count full. And Schneeman digs back in. Here's the pitch from Mahoney. Schneeman pops it up foul out of play. Straight back up over the press box here. Come on, Daniel. Find a way right here. Find a way. Cougars with runs in the second and the sixth. Pepperdine with a single in the first, two runs in the fourth, and one more in the fifth. Cougars have out-hit the uh, 
Waves a 9-8 in the ball game. Just one hit in the inning here, but two walks and a hit batter. And here is Mahoney's pitch. Sneeman swings and misses on the slider. Goes down on strikes, and Brock Hale steps in. Big strike out there by Mahoney. The ball, you know, definitely ended up out of the zone. Yes, ball four. Just trying to do too much. He's having a, he's struggling this weekend, and you can really tell right there. He wanted to hit so bad. Well, now Hale steps in. Uh, Brock is uh, two for, let's see, he's uh, two for three today. A pair of singles and a strikeout. Struck out his last time. And the first pitch from Mahoney is over for a strike. Cougars have already left eight men on base in this game. They've got the bases loaded here in the top of the sixth inning. As Hale steps back in, here's uh, Mahoney's pitch. Hale, big high hopper out to the shortstop. He's got it, throws the first in time for the out. And the Cougars just can't come through with a big hit here. In the inning, they got one run on one hit. No errors. Three big runners left on base. We are through five and a half, four two. Pepperdine over BYU on your new scan BYU Sports Network. Cougars with a great opportunity there in the sixth, just unable to come up with a big base hit with bases loaded. And Duncan McKinnon will lead it off for Pepperdine as we go to the bottom half of the sixth inning here. First pitch from uh, Blake Inouye is fouled off for strike one. McKinnon, the big blow in the ball game, a two-run home run. Back in the fourth inning, first of the year for McKinnon. As Inouye's 0-1, a little looper foul down into the Cougar bullpen area. And the count now 0-2. McKinnon, Wills, and Cook do up here in the sixth inning for the Waves. Ball fouled off again. No balls and two strikes. In a way, working uh, his sixth inning. He's given up four runs on eight hits. There has been one error on the Cougars. That was a throwing error. There's a ball hit out to Favero. Nate's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. And that will bring uh, Corey Wills to the plate. Wills 0 for 2. Flew out to left field in the second. Struck out looking in the fourth. As Wills will step in there. Left-handed hitter. And the first pitch drops in for a strike. Man, that last inning has just got me all tore up. <laughs> so many base runners. Bases loaded, one out with three, four hole up. Cougars have left 11 on base Man. through six at bats. That's just hard to even fathom. Oh, pitches so outside, one and one. 
One ball, one strike. One out here, bottom of the sixth. Four to two the score. Ball fouled up and out of play. So now one ball and two strikes, uh, two wills. Pitch is fouled off again down the left field side. BYU and Pepperdine playing their final game of a three-game series. They split the first two games. Pepperdine won two to nothing. Cougars come back with a big 13-6 win yesterday afternoon. There's a ground ball left field base hit by Wills. Yeah, another 1-2 pitch. That's uh, for a hit. This seems to, to go their way on those today. That'll bring uh, Billy Cook up. Score updates, Portland leading Santa Clara 4-0. That game in the sixth. Pacific all over LMU 6-0 in the top of the fourth inning. San Diego all over San Francisco 4-0 in the sixth. And Gonzaga-St. Mary's all tied up 1-1 in the sixth inning. All those games will conclude the three-game sets this uh, weekend. As I mentioned, with Easter this weekend, uh, no games being played tomorrow in the West Coast Conference. And the first pitch to Cook is down low, ball one. Billy Cook is uh, two for two. He's singled and doubled in the game. Only hitting 221 on the year, but uh, swung the bat well here in game three. Yeah, he's seen it well today. And he had a big hit game one against us, the triple he had, RBI triple, to kind of extend their lead for him. Another throw to first, and again the base runner back in safely. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Cook from Inouye. Swing and a miss. Runner going, throw down, not in time. Stolen base by Corey Wills. His third of the year. And now Pepperdine with a a runner in scoring position with a 1-1 count on Cook. Ball short hopped out there by Noah Hill. And Anderson glanced off his glove, and uh, Seaman behind Anderson able to retrieve it. Pitches over for a strike, one and two. It's got to bury him right here. Can't leave anything up. Cook's already proven. He's had two 0 2 1 2 hits today. Got to find a way to, to put him away right here. Here's Inouye's 1 2. That's well outside. I'll actually take that miss right there. (laughs) Yeah, Blake uh, has uh, caught a little too much of the plate when he's been way ahead in the count today. And that's the thing about Blake that you love. He's a strike thrower, and he's going to throw strikes, but there's some times where your strikes can't be perfect. You have to be a little more of a ball thrower in certain situations. 
2-2 pitch. Ball fouled up and out of play. Cook, a uh, freshman out of Monument, uh, Colorado. Third baseman. And here again, the 2-2 from uh, Blake Inouye. Swinging strike through. Got him on a fastball. Good pitch. Two men out. And uh, Joe Kapuras, the catcher, will come up. Well, still work to do here. Got to leave that runner at second. First couple of days, the marine layer really burned off, and it uh, the sun came out. But today, it's been that marine layer just has kind of stayed over it us. It really has. Kept things fairly cool. And uh, the wind's been with us the entire weekend. As Kapuras is uh, 0 for 1, had a sacrifice bunt in the third, grounded out in the fourth. And the first pitch is a ball from Inouye. Like anyway, again, into the sixth inning here, and uh, good outing for the um, for the junior JC transfer out of uh, Southern Nevada. That pitch is outside. Boy, you don't want to no, walk him to get to the top of the order. Lambert need to make this guy who's hitting below 100 on the year swing the bat. And here is Inouye's pitch. That's over for a strike. Good pitch right there, right at the knees, an outside corner. Waves were 1992 national champions. Men conference champions, I think 15 times. They've gone to great history here. 30 regional appearances in the NCAAs. Swing and a miss. This team really struggled last year. Uh, Rick Hertenstein, a longtime assistant coach here. He's now in his third year as the head coach. 8-19 and 19 in West Coast Conference action last year. Uh, only won 20 games, lost 32 last year. 2-2 two and two the count. Hertenstein was the longtime assistant of Steve Rodriguez, who is now the head coach at Baylor. He... Rodriguez played here during that 92 national title. And he moved on to Baylor three years ago. There's a fly ball foul. That ball's going to land up on the hill. Probably took, probably took the payday, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. He'd had a lot of success here. Good coach and good recruiter. Because I think the year before he went there, I think his team got all the way to the Super Regionals. And was a couple of outs away yeah. from beating TCU and going to the World Series. Here's Inouye's 2-2. Outside, ball three. Burrup and Motes still down in the pen. As Kapura steps back in. And here is Inouye's pitch. Ball four. He walks Kapuras, and he's going to face Chase Lambert. Yeah, definitely a walk you can't have there, but great at bat by Kapuras. Really fighting there and found a good couple of good pitches off, and then he was able to take the borderline pitches for ball three and ball four. 
Lambert tripled in the first. On in the fielder's choice in the third, lined out to uh, Brian Sue in the fifth inning. And he will step in with runners at first and second base. And the first pitch, that's a bunt out in front of home plate, and it will roll foul. Landed in fair territory and then took a, an immediate left foul. That's, that's a couple innings in a row where they've tried a two-out bunt. Favaro's playing way back. They would have had the hit easy, but a lot of English on that ball, and it just took off hard left. So Owen won the count to uh, Lambert. He is a senior from right here in Malibu. 271 hitter, two home runs this year, six or uh, five RBIs. He's batting from the right side, and here's Enoway's pitch, a swing and a miss. Good block there by Noah, too. Owen to the count. Cougars will have uh, five, six, and seven due up in the top of the seventh inning. As Inouye with an 0-2 count, here's the pitch. Ball hit right to Favero. He's got it. Steps on the bag for the out. And the waves are retired here in the sixth. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two men left on base. We are through six complete now. 4-2 waves over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Chico Garcia, the new pitcher for the Waves, wearing number 19. He's a senior out of Chula Vista. He was a teammate of Daniel Schneeman growing up on several youth teams. Garcia uh, pitched two-thirds of an inning here on Thursday and gave up a couple of base hits. And walked a batter. And the Cougars' Keaton Kringlin will step in against uh, Kiko Garcia. First pitch to Kringlin outside, ball one. And uh, you guess it, a slider. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so their their back end guys really like it, except for uh, Kazar. They really like to throw their slider. Here's the 1 0 pitch, and that's down low for ball two. Just need to find a way to get back on base. Chipped away one last inning and find a way to get another one or two this inning. Kringlin 0 for 3 with a pair of strikeouts. Something we normally don't see out of Keaton. Big high hopper. Third baseman uh, Cooks got it. He'll throw to first for the out. Yeah, 2-0 count right there. Got to take a better swing than that. One man out. And Brian Sue will come to the plate. Sue will step in. He is uh, one for three today. Grounded out in the second, singled in the third, and uh, popped up to the first baseman in the fifth. And the first pitch from Garcia is down low, ball one. Both teams with uh, nine base hits in the ball game. Cooper's banged out 20 hits in yesterday's uh, win. 
Looked like they were going to do the same thing here today yeah. through the second, third, fourth innings. They've left 11 men on base through the first six and just have been unable. That's been a frustrating game. To get the big hit. Here's a two-ball pitch to uh, Sue, and that's over for a strike. Favero is uh, in the on-deck circle. He's uh, two for three today. As Garcia's pitch is fouled off at the plate. And the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. Seems like this is kind of the way Pepperdine does it. They bring in a a different reliever every late inning when they've got the lead. It's the way they like to play, and right now they they have what they want. Pitch is outside, ball three. A quick pitch right there. A full count. Got a swing of strikes here. Find a way to get on base. Here's a 3-2 to Sue. Ball hit. Shortstop's got it in the hole. Throw to first. A little bit high. And he is safe at first base. Looked like he came around to tag him, but Sue crossed the bag before the tag was put on. That'll be an error on the shortstop. Chase Lambert. And the Cougars will have a runner at first base with uh, one man out and Favero coming up. Wilson did a good job getting down the line. If you don't get down the line, there's no shot on that play. You always talk about how you got to make your own breaks sometimes, and, and that time he did. Nate Favero with a pair of singles. He's scored both the Cougar runs. And the pitch from Garcia is down low for ball one. He's seen the ball well the last two days. Really got going. This is the guy that with this slider there, if he hangs it up, Nate could really put a drive into it. Especially he hits the ball to the right field side. Yeah. The only place this ballpark carries at all is down that right field line. Pitch is down low, two and one. Still got to be picky here. Down by two runs, 2-0 swing. You saw Kringling kind of get outside himself on a 2-0 and, and, and softly ground out to third. See if the Cougars can take advantage here of the error. Absolutely. By Pepperdine. Pepperdine, uh, that's their second error of the series. One yesterday and one today. Pitch to Favero over for a strike. Big curveball just caught the outside corner. Yeah, and that's a good take there. That's a, a backdoor curveball, not one that you can really drive. Kind of a good pitcher's pitch. If he gets that again, though, I wouldn't mind him slapping it over third. That ball could run down all the way to the line. Here's a 2-1. That's down low, ball three. Another curveball that's... Uh, didn't find the zone, so three balls and a strike. As the Cougars uh, trying to battle back here in the top of the seventh. Another throw to first, and uh, Sue back in safely. Cougars uh, return home next week, uh, be in Salt Lake Tuesday to take on the Utes, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday home against the Broncos of Santa Clara. 
As Favero loops one down the left field line. Left fielder coming over, and he is not going to get there. Wow. And that is a fair ball. What's Sue doing there? I don't know what he's doing. He, well, I think he thought he was going to tag. Yeah, I think so. But he, it would have been tough for him to advance to third base. Yeah, there's no way he would have because it, it only hopped right up to the outfielder. But, hey, that, that's a, a lucky break there, too, that uh, barely stays fair. Third hit. I, you know, the left fielder, I was a little surprised. He kind of put the brakes on. I think he maybe could have dove and caught that ball, but he, he stopped and it bounced and, and came right up into his lap. Yeah, it definitely did. He had, to go, he had to go a long yeah. way. He was playing yeah. in the gap. Ball was, as we've seen the entire series, uh, going away from that left fielder. Now McIntyre steps in with Cougars at first and second base. And Kiko Garcia, after giving up uh, the air and the base hit, and McIntyre swings and misses at that slider for strike one. Yeah, good healthy swing. Sharp breaker there. Probably was going to be a ball. Young freshman had the big hit yesterday. Big double to get things going for the Cougs. Could use that right now. Outfield's playing about normal for him. Right fielder just took a few steps back. Shading him a little bit toward right field. Yeah. And here's the pitch to McIntyre. That ball is fouled down the first base side. Another slider. Mitch just got a piece of it. So he'll step back in there uh, behind 0-2 in the count as the Cougars with two more base runners here in the seventh inning. Really just looking for that one hit to kind of loosen the whole entire team up. That's the kind of feel I got. What about you? Yeah, it, it feels that way. Just uh, get guys in scoring position just can't come up with a big one. Here's the 0-2. McIntyre swings and misses. Looked like a fastball. It was, yeah. And he goes down on strikes. Two men out. And that'll leave it up to Noah Hill. Hill is one for two today. He walked his last up. Now we're going to have a pinch hitter for Hill. Jake Brown. Jake Brown coming in. The sophomore out of Mesa, Arizona, will come in and hit for uh, Noah Hill. And so Clawson will come in behind the plate for the Cougars. Yeah, I like this. I actually really like this. Uh, Easier to hit the slider as a lefty. And he's not going to be able to throw it as sharp as he is to the righty. Jake's been a pretty good pinch hitter for us this year. Jake Brown, eight, uh, f- uh, four hits and 18 at-bats as he will step to the plate. Pitch is a little bit low, ball one. Clawson making his way in from the bullpen, and he'll put on the catcher's gear and come out defensively for BYU when we go to the bottom of the seventh. Garcia with a 1-0 count, and that pitch is over for a strike. Jake's tall and skinny like a string bean, but he has a lot of leverage, and he actually hits the ball really hard. He's a guy that has a lot of barrel speed, and the ball jumps off his bat. Open stance to the plate for Brown, and here is the 1-1 pitch. That's up high, 2-1.
So Brown, a big at bat right here for the Cougars with two men out. And there are two runs down, and the Cougars have a two men on here. Pepperdine with a lefty out in the bullpen. That's been throwing. BYU uh, bullpen is standing. They're ready, either a right or a lefty. Pitch to Browns outside for ball three. Top of the order due up next, Brennan Anderson. Well, he's hopefully going to get a good pitch to hit right here. Hopefully he can drive it. He doesn't want to walk him here and put the tie and run at second. Garcia again from the stretch. Here's the uh, full count. And that's down low, 3-1 count. And so bases are going to be loaded for the Cougars. Brown draws the walk. Sue moves to third base. Favero to second. And Brennan Anderson will come up. Brennan uh, flew out to deep center field in the first, single in a run in the second, single in the fourth, and walked in the sixth. This one, uh, I don't love this matchup for Brennan. He doesn't see the slider very well, and this kid loves his slider. There's not a fastball Brennan doesn't like, but when it comes to sliders, it's not his favorite pitch, that's for sure. But if you hang it, he can do a good job of hitting it. Here's the pitch to Anderson. That ball is outside for ball one. Good. Good take there. Notice that Nate at second base is having a really shallow lead. You thought you figure he might have a little bigger lead. I think we're going to have a pinch runner for uh, Brown. Cam Richens is going to come in and run for uh, Jacob Brown. Yeah, Jake doesn't run very well. He's kind of got catcher speed is what I like to call it. Or DH speed. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah. So Brennan Anderson will step in with a 1-0 count. Potential tying runs in scoring position. And here is Garcia's pitch. Ball hit out toward the third baseman. He's got it. Throws the first in time for the out. And the Cougars again leave bases loaded. Here in the seventh inning. For the Cougars, no runs, one hit, no errors, three runners left. We are through six and a half. 4-2 Pepperdine over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's so bad. The ball game for the Cougars. David Clausen also went. He'll be doing the catching now for BYU. Inouye went to six innings, gave up uh, four runs on nine base hits. Pretty good job by uh, Blake Inouye again as a starter. And Brent Belk will uh, lead it off. He's a left-handed hitter against uh, Bo Burrup for BYU. Bo Burrup, uh, one win, one loss on the year. This will be his 11th appearance for the Cougars. He's given up, he's thrown 15 innings of work. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. 
Here's Burrups 1-0. That ball out to Suey. Knocks it down, comes up. We'll throw the ball to Burrup at the at the back. I was hoping Sue would take it himself, yeah, but too, he, he yeah. waited. I think he took a little bit of a shot off his chest. Yeah. Burrup had to get on his horse to get there. Great job of keeping in front of that. One man out, and Matthew Canfer, who is 0 for 2 today, does have an RBI on a sacrifice fly. Cougars have left 14 men on base through seven innings. I, I don't think I've ever... Through seven, seen that many yeah, men so left on base by one team. Every inning. But one, they've Pop had up. multiple Bull guys Burrup's going to call everybody off, and he's going to make the catch for the out. Just a little pop-up, and Burrup was really the only guy I think that could even got to that one right in front of the bag, two men out. Jordan Kassar now steps in. He is uh, one for three today. Kazar, the lefty, takes the first pitch over for a strike. Yeah, I like that by Kazar. We've been talking about that with that mad shift that you should try, probably try to sneak a run. He try, uh, Not a run, but a hit. He tried there. Cougars pulled well over in the big shift. And a swing and a miss, 0-2. Here is the 0-2 pitch. That's outside. You know, if the Cougars still have a couple of at-bats, but, boy, if they lose this one, uh, they have no one to blame but themselves. I mean, uh, so many opportunities. I mean, you got 14 opportunities to score, guys. Here's the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Great pitch. And Burrup with a good inning here, quick inning in the bottom of the seventh. We'll go to the eighth, 4-2 Pepperdine over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We go to the top of the eighth inning. Jarrett Perns, Daniel Schneeman, Brock Hale, two, three, and four in the order for BYU. Perns 0 for 3. Was hit by a pitch his last time up. And the new pitcher for Pepperdine is uh, number 51, Easton Lucas, a left-hander, 6'4", 180. He is a sophomore out of uh, Simi Valley, California, and he will face Perns. Lucas will first pitch is uh, a little bit low for ball one. Perns showed bunt, had the third baseman coming hard. Lucas, uh, 16 strikeouts and 16 innings pitch. He's also had eight walks this year, and that pitch is... Over for a strike, one and one. Burns steps back in, one-one pitch, high hopper out toward the second baseman. He's got it, quick throw to first in time. So Burns grounds out to to the second baseman, McAfee. You know, a lot of big high hoppers hit off the Cougar bats here in the ballgame, I can think of. You know, Brock Hales and then uh, also Anderson's day yeah. in the last inning. In fact, the last two innings, uh, Hales was to the shortstop and uh, Anderson's was to the third baseman as uh, Schneeman steps in. First pitch to Daniels over for a strike. Here's the 
Here's the 0-1 to Schneeman. Swing and a miss at a breaking pitch. And uh, Daniel quickly behind in the count 0-2. Just doesn't look like Daniel really comfortable no, up there. he is not comfortable at all. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and that's up high. Schneeman struck out uh, in the last inning with bases loaded for the second out of the inning, and that was when Cougars had the potential tie and run in scoring position. That pitch is a fastball. Gets away from the catcher all the way back to the screen, and the count now two and two. Well, all he had to do is basically put a ball in play and most likely get a run in that situation, yeah. so it was a tough strikeout. Swung at a pitch, ended up in the dirt. Breaking pitch as Sneeman strikes out again. Two men out. And Brock Hale will come up. We are in the top of the eighth. Lefty's come in and done his job. Kizar, you know you're going to see him in the ninth. Yeah, Key is keeping guys off base for Brock, and he's done that. Here's the first pitch to Hale, swinging foul tip back into the catcher's glove for strike one. Had a pretty good fastball to hit right there. Yeah, he did. Really did. Here's the 0-1. That's down low. A ball and a strike to uh, Brock Hale. Brock, uh, 12 home runs last year. He's got seven so far this year. As the 1-1 pitch down low, ball two. Sun kind of peeking out again here at uh, Pepperdine as it's been uh, an overcast uh, gray day most of the afternoon. And Hale hits the ball hard, but right at the shortstop. Lambert, he's got it, and will throw Hale out. Cougars retired in order here in the eighth. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through seven and a half. 4-2 Pepperdine over BYU. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Quincy McAfee leads off for Pepperdine as we go to the bottom of the eighth. First pitch from Bo Burps over for a strike. McAfee, McKinnon, and Wills do up here. The Waves leading the Cougars 4-2 to two as we play the bottom of the eighth. There's a fly ball. Jarrett Perns going over into the right center field alley and uh, makes the catch for the out. Good outing by Burrup so far. He's retired all four that he's faced. Yeah, coming and done his job very well. The Waves have done a great job today of just making their hits matter. And some clutch two-out hitting, and the little guy right here hitting a two-run bomb is the difference in this game. That's a difference. The Waves have uh, done it when they've needed to, and the Cougars just haven't been able to get it done. There's a base hit into right field by McKinnon. A one-out single. And that will bring uh, Corey Wills to the plate. He's one for three. He singled his last time up. So Wills will step in. He now has two hits and eight uh, plate appearances in the ball in the uh, series with an RBI. And the first pitch is checked to swing but went around 0-1-1. Of 
Corey Wills, the junior out of uh, Henderson, Nevada, played at uh, Yavapai uh, Junior College in Arizona. Swing and a miss, throw down, and the runner is going to be safe. David Clausen was brought into the ball game and just threw that about eight feet to the second base side of the bag. Not a good throw at all by Clausen. Yeah, he, he was out. He would have had him, but uh, threw it so far up the line that Schneeman couldn't get to it. Good job by Brennan Anderson being there to back it up as that ball would have gone into center field. No balls, two strikes, two wills. Boy, an important run right there for Pepperdine. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, attack one on here. And they count uh, one and two now on Corey Wills. Here is Burrup from the stretch. Pitch, strike three called inside corner on a breaking pitch. Two men out, and Billy Cook, third baseman. For Pepperdine coming up. Great job by Burrup right there. Good curveball. Burrup, the big commanding presence out there, 6'5", 225, and had a good start uh, against a UVU on Tuesday night and back here pitching on Saturday. That ball hit pretty well. Back goes McIntyre way back. That ball is off the wall. That's going to score a run. As uh, Billy Cook with his third hit of the ball game, his second double, and Pepperdine now leads this one by a score of five to two. That big time insurance run right there, and another clutch two out hitting by the Waves has been the difference today. Caparis will now step in. Well, Billy Cook, uh, as the series has gone on, he's really swung the bat much better. Really has. 221 hitter that has uh, three hits today. He's got five hits in the series. And the first pitch from Bo Burrup to Capras is uh, outside ball one. It's kind of blowing off a little bit here. Bright sunshine at the present time. Wind has uh, dropped uh, a little bit. That allowed that ball to get up and over McIntyre's head. The 1-0 pitch is outside for ball two. And again, uh, Capris uh, walked his last time up. He's hitting .088 on the year. You got to throw him strikes, make him beat you, and that pitch is down low, ball three. (laughs) This blows me away. Boy, a really frustrating game for the Cougars so far. As uh, they've done a lot of very good things, but just haven't been able to come up in the clutch with the base hits. That pitch is over for a strike, three and one. Yeah, they put themselves in position all afternoon to score runs, except for one inning, and just haven't gotten that hit. Three and one the count. Pitch from Burrup is outside, so they walk Kapuras for the second time. And now the dangerous uh, Chase Lambert, good hitter, will step to the plate. (laughs) 
think uh, Coach Littlewood has uh, got the loss, and I think they're going to get a pitching change. We're going to see a right-hander come in and throw to Lambert. We'll take a two-minute break and be back with uh, more on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kendall Moats brought into the ball game. Kendall wearing number 41 for BYU, 6'2", 210-pound senior out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Kendall Moats uh, this year, uh, one win, no losses. This will be his sixth appearance. We were joking, he's probably thrown about 10 innings down in that bullpen this series, but first time we've seen him on the mound. Six innings pitch has given up uh, five hits. Three runs. Opponents hitting 238 against the right-hander, and he's called on to face Chase Lambert here with uh, two men down. And two men on for Pepperdine as they've scored a run here in the bottom of the eighth to extend their lead to 5-2. to two. First pitch from Motes is that big overhand curveball that drops in for a strike. Yeah, as a veteran guy on the staff who's pitched a lot of innings throughout his career for the Cougs, and you know, is the guy who can come in and hopefully get a big out here. Motes again set. Here's the pitch. Another curveball. This one up a little bit. A ball and a strike. Well, a frustrating day so far here for the Cougars. Hopefully they can get something put together here in the top of the ninth. Curveball again up high. Two and one. Moats working to Chase Lambert, the senior of, out of Malibu. Lambert uh, tripled to lead the game off. He's 0 for 3 since. Pitches up high for ball three, three and one. And I think with uh, the lefty in the pen getting going and Kenny Sines and the lefty on deck, this is probably the only batter he'll face. Yeah, Sines is ready, and the left-handy, left-hander Brandon Belk is uh, due up next. 3-1 pitch, that's over for a strike. Three balls and two strikes to Lambert. Runners will be moving on the pitch here with two men out. As Motes set, here's the pitch. Outside ball four. So Motes walks Lambert. And that will bring uh, Belt to the plate. Belk, the freshman out of Houston, two for four today. And the Cougars, uh, looks like right now, going to stay with uh, Motes in this situation. First pitch, a swing and a miss, and uh, the bat came flying back back by the backstop. He sure did. He took a hack on that one. Yeah, give him a little more pine tower. Big swing and a miss (laughs) in the count, 0-1-1. So Motes uh, facing uh, Brent Belk. Cougars 14-11 coming into this game. Uh, Pepperdine 11-14. 
And here is Motes' pitch. Ball hit pretty well. Perns coming over in uh, center field makes the catch for the out. And that will do it for Pepperdine. He did get one big run on two base hits. No errors, two run, or three runners left on base. We're through eight. 5-2 Pepperdine over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Keaton Kringler will lead it off. Jordan Kassar, the closer for Pepperdine, into the ball game. He's been the DH. Now he's on to close here for the uh, Waves. Kassar, 1.29 earned run average. He's got two saves on the year. And the first pitch is over for a call strike to Kringlin. Keaton is 0 for 4 today. He is 2 for 13 in the series. Both those hits came yesterday as Kringlin pops it up. First baseman going over. Foul territory. He's there, and he makes the catch for the out. One man out here in the ninth. Cougars down to their last two outs. You're just tuning in. The Cougars have left uh, 14 men on base through the first seven innings. They were retired in order in the eighth. Lots of opportunities for the Cougars here today to to pile the runs on, but they just haven't been able to up to this point. First pitch to Sue is outside ball one. Brian is one for four. Just haven't had that big hit. Frustrating day, that's for sure. Here's the 1-0. And Sue hammers one. Center fielder coming over. He is going to get there and make the catch for the out. So the Cougars now down to their last out. And that will bring uh, Nate Favero. Favero, three hits today. He has six hits in the in the series. And um, 12 at-bats. So Nate Favero... Had three hits yesterday and three hits today after going 0 for 3 in game one. And it's down to Favero here in the first pitch. Fastball over for a strike. Pitch to Nate is down low. One ball and one strike. Next radio game will be uh, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock. Uh, no post game of this show due to some uh, trying to catch a flight. That pitch hits Favero. Got him on the ankle. Right ankle. So the Cougars still alive as uh, Favero is hit by a pitch. And that will bring a McIntyre to the plate. So we'll do a quick little post game. And as McIntyre will step to the plate, Mitch. Uh, one for four today with a pair of strikeouts. His hit came back in the uh, second inning. Well, just got to get the next guy on base. The next guy no, up. Next no. guy up. Kassar, you know, not – I mean, he throws the slider, but uh, relies more, much more yeah, on more the of a velocity, guy. right? Yeah, more of a fastball guy, which the Cougs like. Here's the first pitch to McIntyre, and that is over for a strike. Boy, umpire took a minute to yeah, make really, that, that he, decision. He really did. Really delayed. He's been pretty good tonight. He has. Today, I mean, pretty consistent, but that one was kind of a way late call. That's a balk. Oh, that's a balk as the uh, 
pitcher went to throw to first base. First baseman was behind the runner. If you make the move, you got to make the throw to first. So Favero down to second base. That really doesn't make much of a difference other than it takes the, the force play away at second base. guy that matters in this whole uh, thing is if uh, McIntyre can get on and you can get uh, the potential tie and run Clawson to the plate. Yep, that's the key here, McIntyre. Get the next guy up. No balls and a strike to the freshman. And he hits one right back to Kazar, who makes the catch. And Pepperdine wins 5-2 here and takes the series two out of three against BYU. Tuckett, uh, great being with you. I know a frustrating day for the Cougars as they played pretty good baseball uh, in all aspects but one, yeah. getting that big yeah. clutch base hit. Just a few hits away, have a shot to win, and very frustrating to, to lose this series, that's for sure. All right, we'll be back on the air with you on Tuesday at uh, 5.55 from uh, Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake. With that, we'll say so long from Pepperdine University in Malibu.